All right, welcome everybody to the Tesla Community Channel. Yeah, um, today everyone. we have a special episode uh, with Khalil from Morocco. Welcome. Hi guys. Yeah, welcome Khalil. Hi. It's really nice having you, especially since you know, we call ourselves the Tesla Community Community Channel, and obviously uh, there's lots of Americans, but also uh, you. Um, people from the UK as Claude or me as a German, but uh, we rarely have people uh, like you from a country like Morocco, right? Even though there are superchargers, which we will discuss later on, and uh, we are, we are really excited to learn about what it is like with Tesla and uh, your country. Yeah, Thank just you guys continue for, to... uh, this invitation and honor. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you with us, Carly. Like like uh, Julian saying, we're just uh, happy to just promote the conversation in general um from from all over the world really so um yeah and um very keen to hear how things are in morocco um tesla wise and supercharger wise etc so yeah maybe you can introduce yourself and talk talk a little bit about yourself and your background how you got to uh you know learn about tesla and then own the tesla and you're in the um tesla owners club right of morocco sure okay um well i'm i'm, I'm I'm Khalil, so in my late 40s, uh, in, based in Morocco, raised in Morocco. And um, um, my background is more IT, and uh, because technology and Tesla has, uh, you know, a good, uh, it, first of all, the first place is in uh, California, and we're coding and everything technology related. Uh, I have been researching in 2011, and I was already um, looking uh, forward to see the Model S uh, succeed when only the uh, Roadster has been launched in 2008. And uh, sorry, yeah, the Roadster has been launched prior to 2009. Um, so I was uh, following the topics of uh, where the Tesla wanted to go and the mission. The mission was really important, and the mission is still core uh, to my belief uh, today. Uh, and uh, my uh, commitment, uh, you know, uh, in my daily life, uh, purchase of uh, Tesla and purchase of uh, chargers and deployments of such is uh, part of my um, uh, commitment to share uh, and make sure the education around EVs is there. And of course, to uh, welcome people to visit um, Morocco and to uh, make sure we feel like uh, we're in a big family beyond the country borders and beyond the whatever nationalities and, uh, and customs. Awesome. Well, nice one, Khalil. Um, how about, let's just kick, kick things off a bit there. Tell us about your experience with your first purchase to Tesla in Morocco. It, it, well, okay. Um, Mor um, Morocco is still a... Uh, um, a gray market because uh, it's not well. Supercharger exists uh, uh, now since 2021, and it's still challenging to buy Tesla. And we have to buy them from Europe, and which is you know uh, the best uh, option rather than buying them from uh, the United States and bringing them because the, this is not the option to uh, to choose when you have standards to follow and make sure the compatibility is there and warranty is there. All right, so when I wanted to buy my Model 3, uh, it was probably 
in uh, 2019 and it was hard because I wasn't uh, resident in Europe. And when you order, you have to be uh, in Europe and provide an address, provide um, proof that you will, um, you know, tickets and uh, show some sort of uh, proof citizenship or even um, other um, IDs. So I finally had uh, an option where I could uh, have someone involved, buy it and ship it to me and uh, take care of payments and I and I'll buy it from him. So this sort of challenge is still uh, present today. I'm looking forward to have the configurator open for Morocco, like it uh, recently happened for uh, Malaysia and uh, smaller markets comparable to Morocco. So, uh, which will render the access to Tesla's car, Tesla cars, sorry, um, uh, easier. Because nowadays in Morocco, people can buy some EVs cheap or, I'm sorry, affordable and uh, expensive. So, between the range of Porsche Taycan and uh, the affordable MG or the affordable uh, BYD. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and uh, I can imagine it's uh, like a struggle to, especially if you don't have a connection in Europe, uh, to get to know someone who is actually willing to you know, do the purchase for you and so on. May, are there any services like this or do you really need to go and know like a private person to do that? So either you depend on an importer that is based in Europe and he will take care of buying it and reselling it to you. Or if you want the real... Uh, um, purchase experience, uh, sorry, ownership experience, uh, you probably have to, to deal with someone that will take care of the whole uh, uh, ownership experience and um, uh, make sure nothing is left out uh, when he hands you the car. Um, how can I explain it? So uh, basically here in Morocco, there are a few importers that, ha that have uh, small uh, garages or entities. They can I can figure with you the car. They can take care of uh, sending the money and importing and paying the custom duties and everything. So you can have the car uh, with Moroccan plates. Uh, and then basically they will shift the name uh, from theirs to yours after uh, everything is done. But they will buy it on, um, on their behalf instead of yours. Right. Uh, so the interface with Tesla, uh, that to make sure they can um, take uh, the car uh, VAT free. Otherwise, we may end up with uh, paying VAT in Europe and then VAT here in Morocco, and which is which will render the cost of uh, the car um, tremendously uh, expensive. But comparable to other markets, the Tesla Model 3 um, is, you know, uh, maybe 5% more expensive than in Europe. So it's not like a... Uh, something only um, possible for um, uh, very wealthy people, which is good. So access to yeah. Tesla, budget-wise, it's it's easy here in Morocco. It's just the uh, access to the cars and the process. And the process is locked to people that are, live in Europe. If, uh, people in France buy it from France, and people in Belgium buy it from uh, Tesla Belgium, mm -hmm. and so forth. So... If you try as someone living in France to buy it from Netherlands, they will reject you. And 
So if you buy it uh, from outside of Europe, you have to deal with someone knowledgeable enough to be, to provide you with the, the right information. Otherwise, they will just uh, refuse your uh, your uh, uh, you know the, that you want to buy it from them. And they can say they they would say that uh, they don't have the process in in their system to uh, provide you with the um, uh, VAT free um, um, invoice and everything. So. You have to deal with someone to interface with Tesla and leave in Europe. It's interesting. It's interesting how to obtain a Tesla from somewhere external to, you know, to the States and Canada and Europe and China, basically. So, and um, it's, yeah, it's interesting to see how it might, how the shift may happen as it, as it moves into Africa, essentially. And it's it's actually it's, uh, um, makes perfect sense that you're going to start out with this kind of uh, purchase it from someone who can purchase it for you kind of thing and try and keep those prices down. It's it's like a, like I'm looking at a, I, I've I've picked up a, a model Y that's originally from Shanghai, and it's also I'm just sort of I think that one of the things I was watching was basically the import price that gets kind of built on top of it. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's uh, I totally I can I can appreciate um, where you're coming from there, trying to just trying to get them, you know, you're trying to promote this technology in Morocco, uh, while at the same time you you've you've got um, a, a, a lot of main media stories flying all over the place about EVs in general. Uh, you've got all sorts of kind of issues that people may raise about like range anxiety and um, um, charging networks and uh, viability of the vehicle on top of that being seemingly first mover cost, you know, to purchase one. So, yeah, hats off to you, Khalil, Khalil honestly, for, uh, you know, for, for, for taking a step like that out there, you know, for, you know out in Morocco where it's, it's almost like it's still really early days comparatively, you know. Yeah, it is right. <laughs> Even in, worldwide, in I mean. Curve, yeah, in the curve where you you have uh, early adopters, and uh, we're in the second step uh, beyond the early adopters, and we're moving towards um, you know the peak where eventually uh, we can reach uh, Portugal where they were uh, two years ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, that's really uh, nice to see because uh, you know Tesla's mission is to accelerate the world's transition uh, to sustainable energy. So obviously, you want to do it everywhere, right? And uh, eventually, I'm sure they will go to every market there is, right? <laughs> they want to make that happen, but pr yeah, probably right now the problem. I think yeah, they 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 have a long queue line. And they yes. just want to make sure uh, the right uh, markets are served, and they, you know, the gray market is not. Uh, um, what I mean is, uh, they want to control a little bit to avoid having uh, unhappy people or. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sure. They want to try and prioritize. Will, yeah, yeah, create bad PR. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it, it, it can it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the thinking about the 
the, the tricky political landscape that they're trying to navigate as well. Now having a presence in China and a presence in the United States and, you know, it's, it's like uh, trying trying to be, trying not to become politicized if, if, effectively um, while they promote a global uh, reach. And, uh, you know, I can, uh, I, I can certainly appreciate like just a few, a few conversations with, with people from, from South Africa and that, um, also sort of just people in general, just, uh, uh, you, you may find them be thinking, well, what, what's, what's that? What's a Tesla? What's, what's the big deal? It's just a car, right? <laughs> you know, and, uh, the further out you go, it's just a, more of an enigma, <laughs> you know? So, so, um, but while at the same time, like you say, we want to kind of promote the mission. I think, I think, um, um, when, when, it, when the penny drops, you realize, okay, this is actually quite a big deal. And um, it's, yeah, sustainable energy, uh, saving lives, you know, you, we, we, I think we take it as quite a norm. That, oh, yeah, sure, a fair number of people die in car accidents every year, and that's just the way life is. Um, but now here comes at least one pretty significant option, uh, a compelling reason to, to get it out there. Uh, Claude, uh, there, there, I think uh, you might want to take I'll be, that. I'll be, I'll be right back with you guys. Okay, yeah. Me five. Okay. So um, I, I'd like to pick up where, what Claude just said about um, you know the reactions to uh, Tesla. I mean, I'm sure on the street it's rare to see a Tesla, right? And um, most people you know, obviously don't know much about uh, EVs in general, but let alone of like autonomous robots <laughs> on wheels like Tesla is, right? So uh, when you've purchased it, what were the people's reactions uh, to it around you? Or di didn't they even maybe notice at first that it's even a, an EV or what's it like? Uh, okay, I'm, I, I probably need to add a few tidbits to what you just said. In 2012, uh, in the first order from Morocco was uh, initiated, and one owner has been um, has received his Model S uh, in 2013. So amongst the number 80, uh, yeah, 80th Model S uh, back then. All right. And then the following two owners, 2014, 2016, and then there I could uh, reach them out and could create a the kernel of the small community in Morocco. And by 2016, it jumped to eight people, then to 20, and then to 60. And then it stalled for very long to 70 people. And then today, nowadays, I would say we have many Model 3s and Model Ys. And Model Ys, of course. Uh, but recently, much more Model Ys. Um, Basically, what I want to say is uh, people are, uh, they do some research and, and, and they have uh, access to all kinds of information. And before buying, they have access to tons of information and they know what they're, they're uh, getting. In the streets, people recognize the car from uh, very young uh, school uh, students to uh, people uh, at uh, traffic uh, traffic lights. Uh, 
Uh, and I can nod to some uh, Tesla owners here in uh, the big city of uh, Casablanca and also uh, on highway sometimes I wish to other people, uh, even to some of, uh, driving non-Teslas. Um, um, what I want to say is that um, it's not hard to educate about Tesla. It's probably um, challenging to show and to discuss the uh, the choice that I have made and why it's not only about ecology, it's about uh, um, everything around the, uh, how uh, uh, the safety in the car, the, the technology in the car, the, the happiness and the feelings that it offers when you drive uh, uh, with everything that it offers uh, with the, the electric, uh, uh, motor uh, compared uh, compared to uh, a regular uh, uh, car that uh, is cheaper. So I educate about uh, the fact that after two years, uh, it's uh, it's beyond uh, obvious to to drive an EV rather than continue with uh, uh, an old uh, petrol car. Um, so a few topics here and there, and I explain uh, that uh, it's uh, four to five times cheaper to drive electric. Uh, and nowadays there's no excuse about uh, range anxiety. There's no range anxiety in Morocco. And uh, since uh, superchargers have been deployed and the more uh, chargers here and there uh, that you can notice on plugshare.com, uh, you can find that uh, you have many options where to charge. Yeah, uh, besides uh, your private ones at home and at the office. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, this already leads us into our next uh, topic. Um, I'll try to uh, now share something. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it. I'll yes. see other people on... Yeah, yeah. so that's Morocco, uh, North Africa. Right yes, below, Spain maybe let's Portugal. first zoom out. <laughs> yeah. So people know where it is. All right, so here it is, so south of Spain. All right, and these are all the, uh, maybe you can explain because you, you uh, just told me about the website. What, what do we see here? Sure, so um, knowing that the pioneers have always worked on making sure uh, other EV owners can um, have access to a plug uh, beyond their regular uh, commutes, we wanted to make sure that um, uh, the uh, individual efforts can may, can provide uh, the, the the embryo of the charging network. Uh, we cannot say that this is a, a public uh, infrastructure, but it is public though. In Morocco, you it's free to charge, so uh, nobody should or or uh, nobody can and, um, ask money uh, and. Since it's based on friendship and um, and uh, belief around the uh, mission statements of Tesla and and any EV uh, uh, flag, we say uh, come charge at my location if you need it. Um, so we um, started to fund um, a few charging locations. Uh, basically by buying uh, wall connectors and deploying them uh, with our own uh, uh, efforts uh, after work or, uh, you know, 
I wouldn't go much into such details until we finally uh, rendered this map uh, possible. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so you, you can notice the uh, superchargers and you can see there are a few uh, wall connectors and, and other fast chargers, um, which render the uh, travel to Europe and from Europe to Morocco easy and you can roam inside Morocco. And nowadays, someone coming to explore Morocco can find himself driving beyond 5,000 uh, kilometers. 3,000 yeah. miles, I believe, right? Yeah, approximately like that. Yeah, um, so I, I will open the Tesla um, tab as well, right? To make sure everybody can see that. Um, let me see. Mm. I'll just change it to that. Yes. So here, that's the official Tesla website. And there you can see, um, yeah, officially supported superchargers as well, right? What, what you showed us were often, uh, as you say, like private uh, charging stations. Yeah. So Tesla has decided to um, uh, plan for six superchargers at the six uh, major cities in Morocco, Tangier, which uh, uh, allows the bridging to Spain at the streets of uh, Gibraltar. Um, and this is where the most of the, um, uh, sorry, not ship carriers, but uh, sorry, I uh, forgot the, the name. Anyways, people can come from Spain and um, coming from the rest of Europe towards Spain and they cross to change here. There are two ports there and they have access to the first uh, uh, supercharger and this is where they supercharge and then they can decide where to go uh, either to the atlas mountains and or to follow the shoreline uh, south so after that you have Rabat, and after that you have casablanca and beyond you can decide to reach all the way down to marrakesh and Agadir, and you can also decide to uh, leave the um, major uh, uh, supercharger trunk and then you have to explore um, what is not seen here yet on this website from Tesla and where you, you can uh, overlay the uh, lecture.com uh, yeah. charging infrastructure and where you can see where to go again and explore and, and spend more time uh, do some sightseeing and, and explore the Moroccan culture, Moroccan cuisine, Moroccan different, different, uh, different means to provide um, uh, uh, your interest in Morocco, if I can say, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, I wanted to sh share that, um, you know, what we talked about it before we started the stream like i've been to morocco in 2016 and yeah it's a really a beautiful country and uh, we loved exploring it because it's uh, like so different from all the um, other countries that we've been to right we we've been to um, P poland or uh, you know all the neighboring countries of germany basically also the uk and so on but uh, morocco was really 
um, yeah, di different in uh, many ways. And I really like that. And especially now seeing that, like you have uh, charging options like everywhere in the country, not just the big cities, uh, even though you know, they might be a bit slower. But uh, you know, if you're ex out there exploring the surroundings, anyways, it's um, so nice. And everywhere we went, there were uh, very, very welcoming people, uh, very good-hearted uh, people, and it uh, was uh, amazing to see. And I'm so sure that you know, anytime you have some kind of problem, everybody would really try to help you as much as possible. And that's uh, what I you know, got to learn about this amazing country and why I want to encourage everybody to go there as well. It's really worthwhile. Yeah, and, and we decided uh, recently, uh, there is Ali, Alakraki, and myself. Uh, there's a small team uh, of six people, three people, where uh, we uh, note the interest of where people want to go. And this is why we always ask over multiple uh, internet channels uh, whether they're coming soon and how can we help uh, by knowing their plans uh, beforehand. And then we can go and, and lay the charging infrastructure for them so they can, they don't have to worry about uh, becoming an electrician uh, during their uh, road trip. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we, we installed the proper, uh, uh, level two charging uh, uh, with the, all the security that is uh, that needs to be done, and it stays. Uh, I've seen that in Norway, where uh, the owner club uh, Tesla owners there, they sometimes fund some uh, charging level two charging when you want to visit uh, uh, some nice uh, remote areas. And it, in the same spirit, uh, we decided to go. Uh, southeast and south south, so beyond Agadir and also north northeast, uh, all the way to Ador. And you can maybe go a little bit further down, uh, what we call uh, the Moroccan Sahara. You can read it on the on the map. It's uh, Western Sahara because it's disputed, uh, but it's. Uh, it's uh, managed by Morocco, and we have started to uh, drop a few charging spots. And you can click on it and, and see there is a proper level two charger there. So uh, even with a picture, right? Uh, yeah. And this is like if you see the dates, it's just a few weeks ago or maybe days ago. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's really and, great uh, that you're doing uh, this. How yeah. do you finance this? Hmm. Uh, how do you? Sorry. How do you finance this? How do you pay for it? Like privately or? Uh, privately, yeah. Privately, um, I would say for each level two charger, it costs around uh, 1,300 euros. Uh, everything with cabling and protection and the charger itself, maybe a little bit beyond if uh, you have a long uh, copper line to reach uh, the cabinet. Hmm. Um, and uh, if we're unsure, at least we drop a few um CEE plugs and then if we know that people checked in through plug share, mm. they leave uh, some uh, yeah some I, I wouldn't say uh, uh, how do you say that like okay anyways if, if they leave uh, uh, a rating they, they, yeah so record if they, if they leave some uh, interest again that they're willing to come back to that location. We we do a proper installation. All um, right. 
in I have um, uh, also invested in a few chargers probably in 2018 in Tunisia, but uh, Tunisia now has been uh, all taken care of by a few Tunisian friends, and they have based their um, their uh, uh, yeah well yeah they. They, they have seen what uh, we achieved in Morocco and, and they crowdfunded uh, a few in Tunisia the same way. Oh yeah, some Teslas as well there. Yeah. Hey. It's amazing to see. Yeah, awesome. And you know, isn't this, isn't this also one of those uh, paradigms that's worth kind of um, breaking in a sense? Because we might think that when we think about a vehicle, we think about the kind of infrastructure that's required for for an internal combustion engine vehicle is huge tanks need to be stored underground, need to be very safe and secure because it's highly flammable, highly combustible fluid that needs to be stored and needs to, needs to uh, fuel vehicles. And so a, a, a fueling station as compared to a charging station is you know we we might just automatically be thinking wow how are you going to build out all that infrastructure when really is what you're after is like you were saying Khalil is you're just after a, a connection point to an existing electrical grid which doesn't actually require a stupid amount of 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 power to to fuel an EV so to speak so like you're saying that the relative cost for building out the infrastructure is actually not massive. You know, it's isn't it more the case of of getting everybody's kind of mindset to to uh, uh, to appreciate the reality of it that it's 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 not this enigma. You know, that you're trying to uh, install. It's really, really, actually a lot more basic. I mean, I'm just thinking in terms of. Like moving, uh, moving on to sort of things like home charging, um, and 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 realizing that when I when I picked this 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 Tesla up in May, I I I was very curious about home charging and charging in general, and it was actually quite a quite a realization to think, oh, the cable that comes with can plug into a regular socket, fine, it's a very low level of charge, but overnight. It gets you 100, 200 miles, you know, depending on, you know, okay. uh, how many hours you can apply. And that's your emergency backup charging, which is available for a, a regular <laughs> socket, you know. Sorry. No worries. No worries. <laughs> we, have, we, we have all sorts of disruptions okay. on our show. It's not a problem at all, Khalil. <laughs> So and so, so you're trying to we're trying to help people realize that it's kind of the infrastructure is actually already there. You know, the electrical grid itself is the fundamental component of that infrastructure. And as we are building, and as as Tesla's vision includes building out energy production, you know, clean energy production, storage being the kind of probably the missing. Uh, component the missing piece of the puzzle and then just distribution you know which is just really just um 
feeding it into the, into the local grid. It kind of becomes as simple as that. I mean, when we inst- when we when I had when we had a, a wall connector installed here. There was no other infrastructure that was required. It was just the existing infrastructure that could uh, service a wall connector, which now charges the vehicle three three times faster than the than than the cable that it came with in the first place. So now we have the backup potential to charge if we're stuck at a campsite somewhere and you, all you have is a a wall socket, you know. And we have got the wall connector, and of course you've got this supercharger network plus a number of other networks just sprouting everywhere you go in parking garages on street corners and the whole kind of range anxiety thing and the whole kind of concern and FUD based, you know, kind of propaganda about the situation is just so quickly becoming immaterial, you know, that we really kind of need to rethink our, 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 our reality as it is moving into this, Kind of cleaner world, you know, and and that just it just strikes me as like a like a yeah, just something we just have to we have to unlearn a few things. You know what I mean? It's it's like renewable and clean energy is uh, uh, widely possible in Morocco. Some chargers that we have uh, not personally um, uh, set up, but some are um, really close to wind farms or to um, as a, a hobby from a few uh, engineers that are uh, EV owners, they have decided to set up a, a total solar uh, canopy just to charge the EV with that during the day uh, where they're staying uh, in the morning because it's um, sometimes a home office or at the office they have set up the, uh, a, a car uh, carports with the uh, solar panels as you said even if it charges at uh, two kilowatts which is let's say 13 kilometers per hour it's fine so during four hours six hours it, it provides uh, what is necessary for a daily commute uh, in uh, a very long stretch uh, between home and uh, office and also mm. the uh, grocery shop and here and other errands no, awesome, awesome, and 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 that incidentally is another uh, kind of illustration that where where there's been a, a race with I know with vehicles like Lucid to say well we have much more range than Teslas, is the argument that was coming out of Tesla was actually the research is you don't really need much more than two hundred and fifty maybe three hundred on average mile range, even for a for a sizable commute, you know, where, where you might have to travel a considerable distance to and from the, like as you say, to and from the office, you don't need that. You don't actually need to be um, sort of sat on the road for hours and hours and hours. It's, it, it, your, like you say, your daily commute is actually something that's much more sustainable on a relatively lower range without massive amount of fuss. I always remember what uh, G.B. Strobel uh, mentioned uh, when he was uh, initially part of Tesla before moving to his new company and then back to uh, Tesla board. Um, he was always sharing the fact that uh, in the uh, equation of uh, dropping too much battery 
or you know to increase the range doesn't make sense because the the car gets heavier and heavier and the more uh, battery uh, weight you need to add the more uh, uh, the consumption gets higher and the car isn't efficient efficient at all so they tesla got to a point where uh, it's the best uh, balance between having enough range to drive safely before uh, you know become very tired and so uh, after 350 kilometers you know it's, it's well beyond uh, what is uh, what you're supposed to drive and then you can charge in 35 minutes uh, it's a, a great uh, uh, ownership experience charging experience and you should stretch a little bit um, and um, you know get ready for another um, trip if you want to continue or maybe it's the uh, it's whatever just what you need to uh, explore uh, uh, instead of saying I want I, I don't believe and I always um, um, struggled with uh, people uh, curious people not uh, that they don't have yet the um, background uh, of owning an EV they say I want I will move to an EV only if uh, it drives a thousand kilometers. It doesn't make sense. As you said, yeah. uh, sometimes uh, some brands decide to pursue with such a... Uh, uh, ...idea, greens, uh, an efficient car, and also um, 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 Besides efficient car, it's also affordable car and, and good car. And, and the resources that need to be uh, uh, in, you know, distributed across multiple cars, you have to make sure the resources are, uh, are there for uh, their EV owners and not uh, just a few. Yeah. Sorry, um, I wanted to say that um, this summer, I made a trip through Germany, right? A road trip uh, all the way through Germany, <laughs> back and forth. And you know, we, after like you know, two or three, uh, you know, want uh, there was four hours of sitting. We couldn't uh, stay in the car anymore, especially with our kids, right? <laughs> so exactly as you were saying, uh, we needed a break. Uh, the kids wanted to run around, you know, rest, using restrooms, you know, having some uh, ice cream was really a uh, great experience because at the same time, you know, uh, it was we, we needed like just as you said, like twenty five minutes to charge the car, uh, and, and we actually needed much more time in order yeah. for us to re really rest, uh, have our meals, and so on. Right, so I needed to go back to the car, unplug it again, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, and park it somewhere else because it's yeah. so fast. Right, it's uh, yeah, that's awesome. It, so I, yeah. Uh, there, there are a few uh, EV owners. The, um, sorry, there's someone calling. Uh, just uh, let's say two weeks prior to their uh, summer break, and you know they were a little bit hesitant to take it uh, from Europe to Morocco. But then when once uh, they have successfully reached Morocco, they said it's easy and uh, um, driving two hours, resting, and then my car suggested me a few stops uh, that uh, I couldn't discover if I was driving something else than uh, a Tesla. And of course, 
the they have chosen and partnered uh, with the uh, uh, where power is available and also um, other uh, uh, um, shops are uh, open. So you can have access to restaurant, to restroom, Wi-Fi. Um, everything is there. So you explore other than just uh, pit stops at the highway, which sometimes are horrible experiences. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so it's it's sometimes best to, uh, you know, follow the uh, what the car is, is suggesting is because the the journey is the is the uh, is the holiday spirit. It's not just going from A to B. Yeah, exactly. And um, this is what I uh, experienced when I was uh, you know, driving uh, with a friend uh, in his um, ice car, uh, which which was like, as you say, a horrible experience at times. I, I was, you know, I've been driving Model 3 for three years now and I kind of forgot about all the experiences, but then I was reminded <laughs> about how bad it actually is oftentimes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, people would believe, uh, especially with people like you who are um, you know, pushing forward the mission, um, who are helping uh, whatever they can. You know, getting to know these kinds of people is kind of a regular experience for uh, Tesla owners or EV owners in general. And I think uh, that's so great about the Tesla community in general. And um, sometimes uh, owning an EV means uh, with the uh, pleasure to drive, you may drive 1.5 um, uh times more than uh, usual uh, because you don't feel tired and it's just uh, easier. Uh, on the opposite uh, side, if you drive uh, a non-EV uh, after driving for four hours and then you get to the hotel, you need probably 10 hours after arrival just to get to, um, uh, you know, to recover. Uh, recover from uh, the long journey driving and uh, and staying uh, focused on, on making sure you get mm. there uh, you know for family mm. and yeah, while everybody's uh, um, maybe sleeping in a car or, or just uh, uh, patiently uh, waiting to reach the, the destination and during an EV uh, journey there's no such uh, um, Everybody's having fun, maybe karaoke or uh, discussing, or you know, it, it, nobody feels that uh, they are comfortable, uh, even if they stay for very long, or if they have two times uh, two hours driving and thirty-five minutes uh, stop, uh, pit stop in the middle. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I was also so refreshed. Um, in the end, you know, I I can remember when I once did a long drive uh, with a. Uh, internal combustion engine uh, car i was really as you say super tired and with tesla i, I just arriving <laughs> everything's fine the autopilot you know handled the steering so well and um, actually the same night after driving like for five or six hours um i i watched uh a fsd beta video from <laughs> uh, dirty tesla <laughs> it was like after hours and hours of driving like that, I, I still had energy to do that, right? Uh, I was kind of feeling a bit maniac about it, but <laughs> it's all right. So I was wondering about uh, autopilot or you know, full safe driving. As, you know, it's not fully deployed, not even in Europe, but uh, how does it work in Morocco? So what's your experience with that? In, 
in Morocco, we uh, live under the same uh, umbrella of uh, regulations. Uh, first of all, because we have purchased the car from Europe and uh, the United Nations, they um, uh, they forced a regulation on uh, maybe the the whole uh, Morocco plus uh, Europe uh, area. So um, the basic autopilot. Uh, it's the same experience as the basic autopilot in Europe. Um, the, the lack of the trip planner slash navigation renders things a little bit um, uh, challenging. For instance, uh, you, uh, if I could switch the camera, I would show you, uh, show you my screen on Tesla. I don't know if I can. Yeah, I just got the camera for me. Um, so uh, I wanted to um, let me let me probably probably uh, sum it up for you. If I enter an address in Morocco, Google Maps finds it and offers it as a destination, but the button to go to it is grayed out. And even if it's not, the um, the request goes to um, the servers online, but the JSON uh, reply is empty, so it doesn't. It, does, it cannot draw the blue line to follow. So the navigation layer uh, and GPS data is uh, missing because the, maybe the GPS data for Europe is there, but not beyond the uh, uh, core market of Norway towards uh, uh, Istanbul, for instance. Um, uh, and since we took the car, um, beyond the uh, uh, what is it was where the car is supposed to live I think once they push the uh, the missing uh, information then we can have better experience with uh, navigation and also autopilot but uh, as Elon stated uh, autopilot is uh, using neural network uh, in the car even if it's offline so uh, Basic autopilot follows the, the lane, uh, sees people uh, and sees the signs, the traffic signs. And the enhanced autopilot offers a little bit more so it can um, uh, pass the truck or the car. It's exactly like they provided videos uh, as demo on the website or from what you can see on YouTube or from people trying it and trying to educate others around the Tesla technology. Uh, autopilot technology um, and full self driving, same as Europe. A uh, few things are regulated, so it's not uh, the same as ex same experience as what you can see uh, that is pushed by uh, Omar, for instance, online. Since uh, sure in the US, every everything is allowed until something uh, uh, bad happens. In Europe, yeah. it's the it's the opposite. Uh, yeah. We first regulate everything, and then you have to prove mm -hmm. that we can open this door and this thing and this that. Um, it's it is what it is. We cannot do, uh, and we cannot change that. Mm -hmm. It's beyond our um, uh, power. But uh, what I tell people first: start with basic autopilot, and then if you want to. Uh, purchase it. It's really easy. You 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 enter your uh, credit uh, uh, credit card information, and after five minutes, it's there. The computer restarts, and you have it. 
and it's not worth also including it into uh, the delivery uh, invoice otherwise you will pay extra for uh, everything uh, customs and everything it's just software so mm. order the car mm. and then you'll see after that that's what i say and also yeah. for charging uh, i always say try to know better your habits your, your new ev habits and then decide whether you want to uh, use more than the wall connector but uh, i think the uh, new policy of uh, owning a wall connector is better it's safer as well Makes so sense. autopilots definitely good uh, experience here in morocco uh, mm. um, i wouldn't uh, always recommend it within city um, uh, circle uh, but during traffic jam it's it's a breeze. So you let the car uh, drive a little bit uh, for you uh, during the heavy bumper to bumper traffic jam. And, um, but it's best on highway. Um, and also the country roads, yeah, the, the, the countryside roads, uh, very, uh, it lets you uh, be, uh, you know, uh, look around and, and, mm enjoy your uh, your journey while listening music instead of just uh, doing it the, um, the you know having always uh, the two hands on the wheel and, and mm. of course you have to get the two hands close to the wheel that's definitely uh, sure. Uh, sure. we need to make sure people are not sleeping or trying to mimic uh, what they see mm. on TikTok or mm. some other famous people that are just doing a six seconds video and, and, and thinking it's a uh, three or 15 minutes like that. No. Um, uh, so uh, autopilot is an assistant and it helps you be uh, safe. And also it's, it's two times more alert than you. And, and it's hmm. it, many people told me it saved, uh, it saved them and it saved their back from uh, bumping into uh, something that they haven't seen uh, I'm not talking about pedestrians. I'm talking about something, uh, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, like something in your blind spot. Because, or... Yeah, because they were uh, their attention went to the phone screen, and then mm. their car reacted mm. uh, uh, prior mm. to their human reaction. Yeah, it's like it's in the background there. Yeah? It's actually helping you to sort of be more alert in the sense that you're not have now not having to watch every single thing. You have this assistant that is watching 360 degrees around you making itself aware of every moving object every vehicle that's around you and, and every potential hazard so that you can now you can focus on your on your driving but you can in a sense you can relax to, in the sense that well it's going to track the vehicle in front of you and it's going to maintain a healthy traffic flow and a healthy gap between you and the vehicle in front of you it's, uh, I, I totally appreciate how it's going to mind somebody cutting in front of you and just sort of back away and just allow that space to open up. Almost like ease your traffic, ease your traveling experience. Hence, part of the reason, like you guys are saying just now, arriving at your destination, feeling actually a lot more refreshed than you may might have may have remember feeling years ago in a, in a, in, a, in another vehicle. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, it makes a lot and, of sense. Yeah, the sudden brakes uh, applied uh, by the car when it's uh, just 
getting used to the uh, surroundings and the new um, uh, the, the new uh, area where you drop the car. Basically, it's coming from Europe as a baby, and it starts to learn where it is and how to drive. It it learns how to drive from the driver uh, behavior. So. Um, for every new owner, I, I tell them it's best to leave uh, uh, positions five to six. Uh, you know, when you have to uh, tell the car, don't get closer to um, things and then apply brakes or suddenly brakes. Uh, so if you see something, gently brake. And then this helps on the highway where the car sees bounding box from the big truck and uh, if it doesn't have the right uh, uh, settings it it reacts so suddenly and then it's it it, it, it everybody uh, as the, from the new driver to the family is uh, seeing how the car reacted too abruptly but uh, prior to this happening uh, I tell them look the car may sometimes Break suddenly, it's because it wants to protect you and it protects itself. Uh, so it's best to have this and this and this uh, setting and then it should be fine. And then it most of the time, like nine of 10 uh, uh, situations, it helps, it doesn't break suddenly. It's, it gently applies brakes from afar and it doesn't wait until the last minute to uh, uh, put the brakes uh, too hard. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I got uh, one more question, which was um, coming to my head just a moment ago. Uh, you know, in case it, it uh, failed, right, or whatever failed, or there was some unavoidable accident, uh, how about um, repairs in Morocco? As you, you don't have a service center, right? It just yep. came to we, my mind. But we learn from uh, every challenge. So uh, I can uh, go back to 2016, where we we're very few, like uh, probably half a dozen people. Uh, uh, you know, some were owners and some were not, and we were trying to uh, uh, give birth to uh, a Tesla Owners Club here in Morocco. So, and the challenge first was around uh, making sure we have. A few chargers available, and uh, and after that, once that um, let's say challenge or uh, step was uh, um, met, then the next one was to make sure we could uh, get proper support, since we knew that was not uh, the right approach. In our case, what we did is instead of uh, uh, um, waiting for things to happen, let's take things in our hands. Uh, whatever we can we'll do it so it uh, uh, fast forward to COVID era where everything uh, was closed so a little bit more challenged than before we uh, we had the uh, um, country uh, borders closed even if uh, everywhere else things were starting to resume uh, we had uh, we had a few people uh, that had accident with their cars, and we decided to import the uh, the parts ourselves from Tesla. 
and learning the process and Tesla at that time uh, rendered the, the knowledge base more accessible uh, by going to a service website where you can know more about your car and you can, um, uh, uh, if you have a fleet, you can service it yourself. And this is the approach we did where uh, I myself always looked for uh, good road assistance partners uh, looked for um, uh, a body shop uh, here in Morocco that were able to work on the car and safely uh, just on the body, not on the battery, not anything that is uh, has a relationship with the high voltage battery or uh, anything electrical, just just the body. So we mm -hmm. will follow the guidelines provided by Tesla and we'll uh, go step by step until we fix the car like if it was uh, shipped to Spain. Uh, so, because the borders were closed and nobody could also get a visa to go and take the car and also travel with the car, uh, we we decided to um, uh, see uh, a local solution and a good one, like uh, the proper way instead of just uh, some sort of uh, fixing things uh, um, with uh, amateurs. Uh, but, Anyways, that helps us uh, uh, better understand the um, challenge of uh, a service center. Uh, first of all, it costs a lot. So for a small community like ours, it's not justified yet. Maybe once we are 3,000 uh, owners in Morocco, but uh, for now, uh, below 300, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we have uh, we took things in our hands. So I'm I am the proxy and making sure every uh, car that had an accident uh, doesn't stay uh, uh, lacking parts or staining. Uh, you know, forcing the owner to go back to a different uh, car. Right, and that would be really unfortunate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, thank you so much for your efforts. I mean, this really shows yeah, how the strength of the Tesla community overall, right? People actually caring about it, helping each other out, doing everything to the best of their abilities. It's just amazing. And it's also the reason why Claude and I uh, started this channel, right? Mm. It's um, our idea was to help with whatever we got, right? Even though you know, we got to know each other uh, via Twitter uh, back then right now it's called X but uh, so he's based in London uh, I'm in uh, Germany so you know, we, we thought about okay what can we do to actually mm. do something and it was obvious to promote the community yeah and, and yeah. your situation is actually really inspiring Khalil I mean if you look at the, you've got this sort of you're in, a, you're in a position where the infrastructure is growing and there's an opportunity to get like proactively involved in this way to help yeah. promote the community as such to grow and like you say to to reach that um, point where you can start establishing service centers and more uh, more uh, you know a growing awareness in a place like yeah in a place like Morocco awesome inspiring. It, it, it inspiring but also it comes uh, from uh, the IT background where you don't need to wait for the catastrophe to happen to react you have to be well prepared for uh, all sort of um, um, counter arguments uh, events <laughs> and you have yeah. to have um, um, procedure uh, books uh, ready 
And what happened during the summer, we had uh, uh, Moroccan living in Norway, uh, coming for the first time uh, to Morocco with their Tesla. Uh, but we had also uh, Norwegian people, uh, you know, just uh, roaming, in uh, roaming in Europe and then deciding at the last minute to uh, come visit. So I had uh, um, a very young uh, Norwegian with his Model 3, coming to, you know, he wanted to visit Morocco and, and, and find out by himself whether uh, the beliefs from others were justified or not. Mm -hmm. And I told him, look, I'll provide you with 110% uh, support and uh, um, always rely on me. And if anything happens, if you have a question, I'm here. So I was uh, uh, like the hotline uh for uh on whatsapp and uh basically it happened like on on his uh, uh way back to fez from uh a, a mountain area uh he went into pothole where his two tires went flat mm. and then he called me and then he lived uh, sorry uh, nearby there was a, a model s owner um uh, I called him and say, do you know a number of uh, a flatbed truck that can come in and help him and take him to and secure his car to a garage shop and then and then take him to the hotel and then the following day we'll see what can, we can do. He basically uh, went to help him with his car, take him to the hotel and uh, so Tesla owner helping other Tesla owners. Awesome. And uh, we had him not be scared at all even if it was 10 p.m dark uh, and around him it was only farmland um, yeah. um he was probably 30 kilometers away from uh, the uh, nearby city and the flatbed truck came let's say 12 minutes 15 minutes after uh, the pothole event happened and then 35 minutes later, he was uh, he he dropped his car before the tire shop where there was somebody um, uh, staying, uh, you know, overnight uh, next to many cars. And so he was looking after his car. Then he went mm -hmm. to the hotel, uh, uh, you know, feeling very safe for himself and for the car. And awesome. this is uh, what you just mentioned is. Um, from you know uh, yeah as, as i mentioned it prepares you for events and with tesla uh, um, um, tesla it if something doesn't exist in your country uh, you have to create it uh, create the opportunity and create everything the services and everything so this is what we did uh, with the the owners in the country we try to build what is missing uh, the support that was not there and the infrastructure that was not there we try to have it uh, to this level today to supplement it you, you couldn't hope for a better experience with a conventional car <laughs> <You know. laughs> yeah, exactly you can easily get stuck out there it was actually better because it was a tesla right <laughs> <laughs> yeah the community hey kind of yeah 
supporting itself. That's 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 inspiring yeah. in itself. And we yeah. support even other EV owners. We uh, make sure that uh, sure. they're happy with their choice as long as they're driving EV and not coming back to not going back, sorry, to their uh, previous uh, car choice uh, where it was using petrol or diesel. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we are in one hour. We wanted to wrap it up around that mark. So, uh, again, Kali, thank you very, very much for your insights. Um, you know, talking about it and yeah, really showing how amazing Tesla community is, and uh, you know, bringing your country to light. And again, I can only recommend from my personal experience: go visit Morocco. It's amazing. And yeah, Kali, you already sent me your uh, um, phone number, right? Uh, everybody can have it. So uh, yeah, you'll yeah, be safe you, you anyways. Can, you can share it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm, yeah. Let me renew my uh, really gratitude uh, for this opportunity. Uh, and uh, I would love to have you guys and uh, many people that I don't know yet. Uh, bring me or uh, let's have a Moroccan minty and let's see uh, uh, what you would like to visit in Morocco. If there's uh, an area in Morocco where there's no easy uh, infrastructure yet, let me know so we can see uh, how best we can... Uh, cover it yeah awesome help grow the tesla community in northwest africa and yeah, beyond exactly. yeah. that's amazing yeah yeah that's really inspiring khalil thank you so much thank for you. taking thank the time you. to give us something yeah to, to tell us all about it it's um yeah it's really got the cogs turning <laughs> <laughs> thank you and bye-bye yeah have a great have a, have a great evening there uh, khalil 